<laughs> but you gotta also look at like people's lives and yeah. the way that they have their lives now mm-hmm. is based off of how they grew up exactly so like you have motherfucking people who are OCD because they had to live in dirty ass houses mm-hmm. then you got kids who are fit as fuck because they grew up fat then you got <laughs> just me <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If we're in your country and we're going to go see Black Panther and it's me and you and we're walking down the street, what what like what what's really gonna happen in the honest uh, honest story? What, are we even gonna get to the movie theaters? Nah, because one, <laughs> I probably get stop in the middle of the road and ask for money. Yes. Or two, yes. I would get captured by fucking soldiers and be held captive even with me yes especially with you i especially feel like yeah, yeah. That's how and then we would get is. hell of attention because yeah. you're a tall black man yeah so here's the big thing about like asians in general like you don't me growing up you don't you don't fuck around with people outside of your race basically mm-hmm. so if you do there's basically like a a stepladder like you don't fuck with blacks then you don't fuck fuck with the whites then if you do happen to fuck with the asians fuck within your race if yeah. not like then it means people yeah. are would be like the last one the chinese would be the last one mm-hmm. um if anything you could fuck with the laos or the thai and then mm-hmm. fuck with your own people right mm-hmm. but me shit i grew up <laughs> and i did the whole fucking complete opposite uh, most of my friends are black I don't know a lot of Hmong people in general. The only people I know are my cousins that yeah, I grew up family, with, yeah. like my blood relatives, um, and even distant cousins that I'm related to who live within the the city and stuff. I don't even know them. We went to see Black Panther. Ooh, we sure did. That's it's Wakanda forever. <laughs> That's the hottest movie of 2018. So we let's went talk to see about. it two months later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like 30 of them. We got like 20 of them. So niggas looking like it's like 10 of them. So you know what I'm saying? We're going to cut it down to like five of them. But you know how I do. Let's go. Let's get it like what? Drop that podcast. Woo! It would say so. I ran them bass like Seiko. Anything for them pesos. Why you bullshitting with the payroll? Get the young boys to do it. They love to shoot while shooting. Won't. Want all my bands recoup. You had a good hand. You was stupid. Crunch time. I seen you fold. Seen it in your eyes. You a hoe. So close to the edge but fumble though. Run it. Slip it. Balls to victim. Trippy trip, his wings to clip, plugs, spleen, smeared the scene. Everybody standing in disbelief. Red alert, fresh to death, killed the scene. Introvert, I ain't seen a motherfucking show that can stop my growth. I'm starting to feel Takashi. I'm rolling, I'm back to back, I'm hyperactive. 23 year old Shaq, Euro step in the cat, in my Euro jeans, in my Euro hat. 50 sheet, no practice. 50 sheet with malice. Warning for you rappers. Kitchen in your cabinets. Yeah, it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of Me Blanc Amigo, and this is episode 6, Invasion of Privacy. That's right, I took my little Asian boo to go see Black Panther, that's right, revoke my hood pass, I don't give a fuck. Uh, we went to go see it, and you know, it turns out I was letting her know that I podcast and her roommates and her was actually interested in doing an episode. So 
I flipped that $20 I invested into that movie theater, and I got me a nice podcast episode out of it, man. We talk about the movie. We talk about where they're from. They're from two separate uh, cities, I guess you would call them in that country. States, I don't fucking know. Uh, We talk about where they grew up, and, um, you know, she actually has a white boyfriend, so I tried to get into his perspective of what he's going through in this era where black people are, you know, just you know, putting a pressure on motherfuckers. So it actually turned out to be a decent interview. Everybody was drunk. Everybody was fucked up. Well, not everybody, but some of us was drunk. Some of us was fucked up. Um, <laughs> and another thing, Drake, I'm on your ass. I know y'all heard me on that 3-6 Mafia shit. Y'all can keep ignoring me all the fuck y'all want, but y'all niggas know I'm on y'all ass. Rapping pocket, it don't fucking matter, nigga. You see me, holla at me. Micey. Brian. Essie. In the motherfucking crib. Woo! You're crossing over. I am. I am. I'm so What did you do to go through that? Because I done seen some shit with motherfuckers spit yoke in each other's mouth and shit like that. Y'all had to do something like that? No, no. There was no hazing. Oh, no. oh, it's yeah. not as exciting oh, as. Oh yeah, y'all the new kids. That yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk about any of this stuff. But yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it was, it wasn't like physically tough. It was more mentally challenging. Mm. Like, they really like through the whole process. The whole big question was, are you strong enough to get through this? Like mentally, mm-hmm. like are you strong enough to be like our thing is dedicated female leaders. Are you strong enough to hold that position, to take that title on? And so they really pushed us mentally. I went through sessions, and I, like, cried my eyes out. Like, (laughs) I was sobbing. I had mental breakdowns. Like, that shit was not fun. And the thing was, like, there's only three of us that were going through the process together. And so um, it was hard because there was definitely times when, like, two of us... We're picking up all the slack for the last one. Mm. The last. How long is this process? Um. From like the application to the. Right. Um. Probably about two or three months. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. I honestly didn't even know when it was gonna end, but finally made it. I'm here. Now you, you've been quiet. I know. I feel like I'm talking to this liquor's hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm observing. <laughs> Stop. We went to see Black Panther. Ooh. Ooh. We sure did. That's it's Wakanda forever. <laughs> That's the hottest movie of 2018. So let's we went talk to see about it two months later. Me, as a black man, you, as an Asian woman. How did y'all feel about it? How did you feel about the movie? An Asian woman as, like, from woke, coming though. from... But, like, it's it, there's difference. Even within Asian communities, there's a difference between, like, class. Like, there is a middle class, a high, uh, like, a higher class, and um, a lower class. So, with my people, we're fucking villagers. Yep. So, when I yep. watch the fucking movie i was like yo that shit is lit they're in the jungle and they fucking live a bit like that shit is so that's where i came from yeah with all that culture and all of that like 
the essence of one particular like tribal group right that can still stand through the test of times like that's so fucking awesome and that's like what my people go through even to this day Mm -hmm. and the fact that we're able to portray that but through like a superhero movie but like still have representation basically even though it's not and the same awareness. skin. Not even though even though we're not like the same skin color or anything, yeah. but the fact that it's relevant exactly. to today still. Cause yeah. Americans just think like, oh, there's like poor people and then there's America. Right, right. But you see these like supposedly third world countries that are doing so much fucking better than America and they're just like making America do with is what fucking they have. ignorant, basically, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And you just don't see yeah. you don't see the the cultures it's so fucking rich yes. and it's so alive and people don't see that and then we can get into like how they whitewash everything but <laughs> yeah, like where where are y'all from my parents are from laos but we're monk i'm from vietnam but my dad is considered or is mountain yard not a lot of people have heard of it, but it's basically like the tribal people, the indigenous tribal people of Vietnam. And my mm-hmm. mom is like the stereotypical petite, fair-skinned Asian woman uh, from the country. Side and of Vietnam. You, your people outside the country are they Nah, dude, we're from New York. <laughs> we're from South Carolina. We're, we're just white people. <laughs> nah, but, you, but you're a little bit Italian. I'm Italian and German. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how far are y'all two from each other? Home what countries. Um, Liter- bordering countries. Yeah, like Laos and Vietnam are right next to each other. Matter of fact, so here's the big thing about like Asians in general. Like you don't. Me growing up, you don't you don't fuck around with people outside of your race, basically. Mm-hmm. So if you do, there's basically like a. A step ladder like you don't fuck with blacks then you don't fuck fuck with the whites then if you do happen to fuck with the asians fuck within your race if yeah. not like Vietnamese people yeah. are would be like the last one the chinese would be the last one mm-hmm. um if anything you could fuck with the laos or the thai and then mm-hmm. fuck with your own people right mm-hmm. but me shit i grew up <laughs> and i did the whole fucking complete opposite uh, most of my friends are black I don't know a lot of Hmong people in general. The only people I know are my cousins that yeah, I grew up family, with, yeah. like my blood relatives, um, and even distant cousins that I'm related to who live within the the city and stuff. I don't even know them. Okay, so if we're in your country and we're going to go see Black Panther, and it's me and you, and we're walking down the street, what what like what what's really gonna happen? In the honest. Honest story. Are we even gonna get to the movie theaters? Nah, because one, <laughs> I probably get stop in the middle of the road and ask for money. Yes. Or two, yes. I would get captured by fucking soldiers and be held captive. Even with me. Yes. Especially with you, I Especially feel like. Yeah. With you. yeah. That's how. And then we would get is. hell of attention because yeah. you're a tall black man. Yeah. They. Don't, I have a story about that. I had a stats teacher, right? Yeah. He's from. Some country, I don't remember <laughs> which, but he was African American. He was tall, skinny, lanky, like, uh, like it was crazy. He was tall as fuck. He was on a track team, so he ran fast. Anyways, um, so he went to do his last semester 
of teaching or, or like student teaching or something abroad in China. Mm-hmm. And they don't see a lot of African American folk, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he was, you know, it was after his um, school day or something when he was teaching the children. And then he went out to explore, you know, before the sun went down and stuff like that. And I think he went to go see, like, a show or something. Mm-hmm. And he was walking, I think he was by himself. And he saw this little girl come up to him. And at, his first thought was, like, oh, so cute. Like, you know, she's coming up to me trying to say hi. And this little girl rubbed his skin because he was obviously darker complexion than she was. Yeah. Rubbed his skin and tried to blow the dirt off of him because she <laughs> thought he was just dirty. Yeah. And he was like, oh, hell no, she just didn't do that. I mean, my friend who teaches uh, in, in China right now, she goes through a lot of some of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, no, don't, don't let them do that shit to you because that's not okay. Like... They're so close-minded and so ignorant that, like, most people are just like, oh, you know, they don't know no better. No, you got to stand up for your fucking self. Like, let them know that shit ain't right because... Go ahead. So, like, if, like, me, when I'm hanging out with my friends and I know, like, my family member at the most or someone just says something slightly off-base... I go you into correct attack mode. Them. I go right into attack mode. I don't let that shit slide because one, mm-hmm. that shit's not okay, and two, like they you don't have learn. to. I know, and you, and I'm not gonna let you sit here and be embarrassed. I'm gonna yeah. stand up for you. Like that's just how I am because, like, that's some bullshit, and not a lot of people see that. And for those who do see it and who don't stand up against that, that's some bullshit on your <laughs> part too. So that's why I, I mean, that's why I'm so outspoken when it comes to like racial shit like this. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I had a good ass question. I forgot. Oh, sorry. It was real good too. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit this, but I gotta think of that shit. What was it about? Um. But I get heated. I get uh, heated. That's why I don't fuck. Like I love my family, but I don't really fuck with them because they don't see shit the way that I see shit. And it's, it's kind of hard to explain to them when they're just ignorant. Yeah. And in America, it's... Go ahead. All right. Well, finish. I got it. I got it. You Are you sure? It? Yeah. Well, in America, like, they're so used to hearing what... I mean, I fucks with Brian, and Brian's a white man. But, literally, <laughs> they listen to what the white man has to say. Yeah. So if they say, oh, stay away from black folks... And the media is like, oh, black folks kill each other and shit, and they're ignorant and stay away from them. Every other minority is gonna be like, oh, wow, I'm gonna do what they say because they know what's best because this is their country. Obviously, they know better. But I'm over here like they stole it. That's why I'm saying like I'm over here like, yo, y'all tricked my people into fighting for you in the Vietnam War. Then left them with the fucking communists. And now we're getting killed left and right even to this motherfucking day. Like, biocide and genocide is still happening. People are getting caught left and right just to be slaughtered for no reason. There's still refugee camps in Laos and Vietnam right now. Damn. Alright, let me ask y'all this. Uh, Going back. Now you said when black people walk down the street around there, they just like touch the skin and act all crazy. I noticed that. Are they doing that as, like, an amazement? Are they doing it as, like, 
to make I, jokes. No, both. yeah, I, I was gonna say I think it's just because I see them like they're in laughing. awe. Laughing, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, think the younger kids, it's more in awe. Like younger people, it's yeah. more in awe because they've never seen that before. You know, right. they're intrigued. But I think like older folk and like older generations, mm-hmm. because they've built up so much prejudice already throughout their life, right. and based on what they've seen through media and shit, like, however much media they have over there, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I think that goes into, or plays a part of, like, if they're making jokes about it, or, like, if they're trying to laugh about it. Yeah, I, I mean... And, honestly, they might just be laughing because they're uncomfortable. For one, it's, they're definitely curious. Yeah. But for two, it's, like, the society of Asian, it, like, basically, Asian stereotypes or Asian standards are for you to be short... Fair skin, um, fair skin, pale, dark mm-hmm. hair, big eyes. Those are the stereotypes. Now you don't fit Which that. I am not exactly at all. like me. I'm taller than most Hmong men. Mm-hmm. I'm bigger than most Hmong men, and mm-hmm. I'm for sure bigger and taller than all Hmong women. Yeah. Um. My, I mean, even American. Yeah. I'm not the average size. Yeah. Or height. Nope. So. And I'm darker. I'm more tan skin, and that's just because the uh, the tribe that my mom's dad came from is they're taller and they're darker as well. But my mom's mixed with two different tribal tribes, basically. Mm. So I'm taller. Oh wow. We're darker as mm-hmm. well, and so my mom still has this like mentality. I, yeah, mentality and idea of oh, why are you so dark? Like, you got to be right. more pale. Right, you got to right. be skinnier and That's stuff exactly like that. That's exactly how my parents are. So growing up, like, it being sucked. a big girl mm-hmm. fucking sucked mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, you're eating too much and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting here no, like... yeah. People in my church, my church family would jab jokes at me just because I look different than the rest of the girls right. in the church. And it fucking sucked. Like, we... I moved houses. We used to live in a small house in Cary, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and then we moved to like South Raleigh into a bigger two-story house, right? We were having a housewarming party, and one of the church ladies came up to me with a smirk on her face. I remember this because it hurt me so bad. She was like, oh, I bet you have a lot more room to move around now, don't you? And, it's and like, it just sucked. It, it does, but at the same time, like now that I'm thinking back on it, it's like... I couldn't really be mad at them because that's the mentality that they have. Like, they didn't know any better. They had the idea that this is how you were supposed to be. And then now we're looking back and all their kids are fucking fat and ugly. And I'm over here (laughs) looking nice as fuck, you know? So, at the end of the day, it's like you grow into your body. And so, it's just harder as a Hmong girl or as Mm -hmm. an Asian girl growing up and you're not fitting those stereotypes. It's a lot harder. But once you, like, overcome all that bullshit, especially with, like, relatives being the ones Mm -hmm. to, like, criticize you, then it's, like, it's a wrap. Because I go back home now and they're like, oh, my God, you look so good. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thanks. I know. Yes, bitch. How far is the flight from here? To, like, Laos? Yeah. I don't know. I ain't trying to go. 23 hours. Well, to Vietnam, it's, like, 23 hours. 23 hours? I was on a plane for 12 hours straight. Yeah. I have really bad motion sickness and I'm claustrophobic. Have you ever been back? No, I've never been out of Wait. the country. Wait, you were born here? I was born in Sacramento, California. Oh wow! But I have a lot of like roots. Yeah, well, a lot of uncles. I'm first born oh. generation, 
okay. or ge- first generation born. So gotcha. Like, I was born in Vietnam. Oh, mm. and I moved over when I was um, like one and a half. I mean, because I still got a lot of traditions that go on. Because right. we're super traditional. Yeah. But like even with our religion, we're mm-hmm. still what religion like, old are you? We're oh, um, shamans. Okay. So. Like, my sister's converted because her husband, they gotcha. went to church. when they Are they came. Hmong, too? They are Hmong. Like, my oh. brother-in-law, he's Hmong, but he's from Wisconsin, and his family went to church. Gotcha. So. That's really interesting. Yeah, so my sister converted. Um, and, like, when you marry into a man's family, you become part of them. You're no longer mm-hmm. your tribe. Yeah. Or you're, you're no longer your clan. Uh-huh. Um, so, if, if I get married, I'm supposed to become... Whoever your husband yeah, is. Yeah, so like my soul is no longer mine. It becomes wow, their people's. So shit. I no longer follow anything mm. that my family does. So when I die, yeah. it's not my family, my actual family that's taking care yeah. of me. It would be my husband's side of the family that's taking care of my funerals and my arrangements and things like that. All right, so let me ask y'all this. Um, y'all had mentioned that like what y'all was like, what y'all people were the chiefs of yeah, yeah. the clans. Please speak on that. Marcy, you want to go first? I mean, it's pretty simple. Like, in every village, there's, like, a city council. It's not anything like America city council, but, like, you have, <laughs> you have like, someone who you deem the leader, and then you have a group of leaders, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was really young, and based off of what my parents told me, he was, a, he was like, really prestigious as a young man. He married when he was like 14 or something like that with with kids because like my mom and my half sister who's from his first wife they're the same age basically they're only like a few years apart yeah so my half sister who lives in france now because when she left the refugee camp they Uh um she migrated to france Uh while my family migrated to america wow so my mom's side of like my mom's mom and like her siblings live in France as well. That's so so cool. I have family in France and I have family in Laos still. Uh-huh. And then I have family here in America. Right. But like, apparently my dad was like, was a fucking boss. Big guns. Yeah. And so nice. he, whenever, like, you know how you go to the judge when there's like any crisis or any mm-hmm. like situations that right, need right. Um, judgment, mm-hmm. like he would be a part of that. So whenever there was issues in the village, he would be a part of making that decision. And so yeah, I don't I mean I don't know I don't I don't even know what village it was from. Like yeah. you're supposed to know this shit, but I don't yeah. know none of this shit. No, I feel you. My parents don't really talk about the history. I heard about my like my start or my fa- my tribe's start, I guess, from my cousins that recently just came to America like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, so my story is, there was a missionary, he passed, um, his name was Dr. Charlie Long, and he learned my dad's language, which is like a tribal language, um, it's called Jarai, J-R-A-I, and he learned that in Vietnamese, I think, and I don't know how, but he came upon my grandfather and introduced Christ to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think they started translating the English Bible into my grandfather's language. Mm-hmm. And somehow, or my grandfather wanted to spread the word. And so he took it upon himself to 
travel a little bit into an empty area or a piece of land and he built up his own village where he, people were free to share the word and talk about it and stuff like that mm-hmm. even though like um that was still like what is it religious freedom was not allowed in vietnam during that time mm-hmm. so like what, what time was this what year was this i don't remember it was like a it was a while ago like 50 years, like 90s, 80s, 70s. <laughs> I don't you know. know. So, Vietnam idea. War was like what? I don't. The f- 60s, 50s? I think so. My mom was born in. She's documented to be born in 52. My dad is 56 years old now. Yeah, my dad's like 60 something. So, like, it was before that. Mm-hmm. So, like, 60 years ago? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my dad is one of eight, so like it was even before that. Yeah, I mean I'm one of. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot 17. of siblings. Yeah. One of seven. Seventeen. Yeah, there's eighteen Jeez. of us. Holy my dad. Same mama, same daddy. No, no, no. Same dad. My dad had two wives, which okay. is another really prestigious thing to do. Um, the more wives you have. The well, more well off you are, the more kids you have, the more well off you are. Because so isn't it like they, they sell other? their yeah. daughters off? So, um, like my dad was married to his work, his first wife, my stepmom, had babies. Then he married my mom he as a second like wife. A fucking king. And yeah. then, like my mom was married previous to him as well, but because um, her first husband was like, I mean, opium is a huge issue mm-hmm. back in the village. Wow. Um, and he was an opium addict, so he obviously couldn't have babies, and she thought it was her. So she was like, I can't have kids. Oh. So when she married my dad, like, she left him. And when you, so being a divorced woman, you're not as, as desirable. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you're, you don't, you're, already you're not, tainted with somebody else. you're not worth as much. Mm-hmm. So my dad married my mom, even though she was, like, really young, she was yeah. still really young. She was, like, 18. Wow. Yeah. And she he married my mom. She had the opportunity to adopt a child because she, I guess her mother didn't want her or something like that. So my mom was like, yo, I can't have kids. I'm married. I want a kid. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this money. And that's how my oldest sibling from my mom is adopted. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. Then babies started coming out so like my brother came out my sister came out i think they were still in refugee camp and they were like in the process of coming to america Mm -hmm. and then two of my brothers were born like back to back then like the rest of my fucking family like so from my mom there's siblings from my mom there's seven boys and and four girls total from my stepmom there's two boys and five girls wow so there's 18 do you remember all their names yeah wow the only thing i don't know is like their birthdays yeah i mean that's a lot of birthdays but i know all my sister my brothers and sisters names okay so we're going to make it a little more rapid on this uh part of the segment um how we get to fake friends to family like we, got a lot, hey, we got a good y'all done gave me a whole episode already <laughs> but um we're gonna keep it going um y'all both came to america at what age i was born she in america here born here sacramento i came over when i was one and a half okay so 
Was English the predominant language y'all started with first? No. no. I spoke only Hmong yeah. for the longest. And My parents came over Hmong? and only spoke their language, so Vietnamese and Dry. And those were the languages that I grew up Basically, as I was learning English, they were learning English as well. Mm. You know? So you know three languages. I did know three languages. Now I only know two because I don't speak my dad's language as much. um, Because he only speaks to us in Vietnamese now. Me and my brother. That's a whole nother, like, topic on its own is language with itself. Because, like, like, a lot of kids, especially with the older generation or, like, generations that came from the motherland, they speak a lot more Hmong. So Mm -hmm. I spoke a lot of Hmong when I was a kid. But then as I started going to yeah. school and hanging around American kids and only having to speak English, like I forgot you don't get a to, lot of it. Yeah, you don't, you don't get to you, practice it. Exactly. It your daily life, so the yeah. more you don't practice it, the more you can't speak it. So, like my mom laughs at me when I speak to her because like I, I have an American accent now when I speak my language. Uh, like it's, it's crazy. Not, it's not that I have an American accent, but because I can't pronounce my tones and right, my right. words correctly. Right. Then I start saying like other shit. Yeah. Can when you I speak some in Hmong now? Yeah. So, like, a prime example, like, I always, every time someone asks me, a lot of Asian languages are tonal language as well as African, a lot of African languages as well. Like, you gotta be able to hit the, the notes correctly in order uh, to say a word. So, like, if I was to say this word, I would be saying fish, house, and salt. J, 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 those are three different words that I it's just spoke. exactly the same. Right. Mm. So I said fish, salt, and house. Hell no. And so <laughs> if you don't, like like I said, if you don't say the words correctly, right, then right. You are, you're saying other weird shit. Right, right. And so when your sentences don't make sense, older people are going to look at you and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Can you speak in like a whole sentence, like a whole conversation right now? I can be like, I mean, y'all don't go to my see. Um, I understand that. Do you? I only I, actually, I only know Nyajong. Yeah. Hello. And then say what? I know you said your name is. Yeah. 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 And then oh. um oh, um so. Um Let me try to guess what you saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um You like the party? No. <laughs> so I basically said, um, hey, my name is Micey. How are you guys today? Um, what's your mom and your dad's last name? Or what's your mom and your dad's name? What's your last name? Um, what village were you from? Are you from, from Laos when, when you were living in Laos? Mm-hmm. And so those are pertinent questions you ask when you meet another Hmong person. Because... Who you come from is basically how you establish if you guys are related or uh, if if they're good or bad people. Gotcha. So because of our religion, crazy. we base everything on vibes and uh-huh. stories and everything is word of mouth. We don't really write stuff down. Mm-hmm. And if we do, it's in our clothing. <clears throat> and that's so when like we were in the war, so a lot of our people, we sewed our stories um, so, like, our clothing, there's this one little thing that looks like a whorl, and it's called a tiger's claw. Mm. And so, um, we use 
things like that to tell stories but everything's word of mouth so learning people's names their last names and things like that all right so um real quick your yeah. languages um mm -hmm. can you speak them i know a couple phrases in my dad's language i can speak vietnamese enough to carry on a everyday conversation mm -hmm. um i can understand it a lot more than i can speak it okay yeah so how, like how my mom I, I, I don't mean to cut you off yeah, but yeah how, how is that possible i don't understand when people say that like no. i can understand something but i can't speak yeah it so my mom speaks to me this is what i was saying my mom speaks to me in vietnamese i reply in english uh, it's crazy because like i don't know it's because I don't practice it. Like, the, honestly, the tongue movement is different in Vietnamese. Oh. And, like, speaking of Vietnamese and speaking English. Like, that's why when my mom's trying to speak English, she can't say some of the words, right? Because just the mm. tongue muscles move differently. Right, right, right. Um, we call it Monglish. Yeah. Like, Spanglish, um, Monglish, yeah. Vietnamese. And so, like, I understand most of everything she's saying, and I speak to her in English. Unless she absolutely does not understand it, then I have to figure out how to translate it back into Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. so that she can understand it um so yeah yeah i stutter a lot yeah no i, I become like dyslexic when i speak in vietnamese like oh. i'll switch the beginnings and ends of words and like i'm like oh wait that's not even a real word i don't know what i'm talking about no more uh -huh. yeah and then yeah. i just like get nervous overall yeah just like having to speak to an elder mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure mm. Yeah, Asian cultures put a lot of emphasis on, like, respect for elders. elders. And, yeah. And that's why I just don't fuck with everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just stick to myself. All right. Brian, you want me to close in segment? <laughs> You're young. I know your answer's going to be short and empty. So, <laughs> I'm going to set you up. I just need you to give me the most honest answers bro all right. don't be scared all right. <laughs> be real all right all right all right so you're a white kid yeah how old are you i'm 19 you're 19 and you're from where uh new york new york did you vote for trump i'll be honest with you i didn't vote at all well i did vote but i didn't vote for donald trump or hillary i voted for gary johnson because i'm trying to legalize marijuana I voted for Gary Johnson too. Okay, that was a bad angle. I really, <laughs> I really wasn't trying to go there. I kind of lost my line of where I was trying to go. With. How do you feel as a 19-year-old white kid right now? Because as I see the world as a damn near 30-year-old man, is black people are putting the pressure on motherfuckers. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're putting the pressure on motherfuckers right now. And at this point, I feel bad for the innocent white <laughs> motherfuckers that's in the line of duty. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. how do you feel about it every day going through it as a white male? Because I feel like it's reversed at this point. Like, mm -hmm. you the black motherfucker in the 50s. You know what I'm saying? So, how do you feel about it? Um, Honestly, to be honest with you, I think white people just have it a lot more easier than other people. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Like, people look at us and like, oh, I'm not scared of you or whatever. Yeah. Like, you get this, you get that or whatever. And then when you got other cultures like black people and stuff like that, like, oh, you got to kind of have to, like, you know. Work so much harder to get Pretty much, exactly, want. and stuff like that. Okay, do you, because I really don't, I don't really have too many white friends at this point in my life, yeah. to be honest. 
do every day when you go out in the world, is it hostile for you? I mean, you around black people? Do you I'm, not even think about it? I mean, not really, no. I just feel like just like a regular person or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I was just wondering. Now, I just, I'm wondering. He hangs out more with... I mean, I hang out with black people or something yeah. like that. But so like, he, that, he's part of that culture, uh, you know? I mean, I just, so he's like I just, us. I, honestly, almost. I just feel like white people just have it a lot easier than other people. So my question is, do you ever get offended when I joke on white folks? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. That's yeah, just a personal question. I wanted, yeah. like, a motherfucking, like, right wing. Yeah. No, because, like, <laughs> but then at the same time, like, we can't have a con- we can't yeah. have a conversation like that with someone like that. Yeah, well, I couldn't, neutral. to be honest, because, for one, I don't deal with ignorance. And two, like, I will sit here and act just as ignorant as you do because you really think the way that you do. Like... So, I was at work the other day. This is way off topic. Flat earthers. Who? People who oh, believe yes. that the earth is flat. And there was this That's one dude cousin, who yo. went on a whole rant about why the earth water is flat? and flooding. And, yeah. And he was, like, getting fight. so mad that he was like, y'all are some dumbass bitches. And I got <laughs> pissed. Because as a fucking chemistry major who has to study physics and biology and the fucking chemistry of science and everything around in this motherfucking world and how everything works, it works because the earth is not flat. So it's not flat. <laughs> it's not. So what's your dead proof, concrete <laughs> evidence to shut this shit down? The shut... You can see the... Like, when I know some shit, I'm just going to throw one fact at you that's going to shut you the fuck up. What is your one fact to prove that the Earth is... You can see it from space. Okay, so when you are sailing and you look at the horizon, why can you not see the end of the Earth? It's curved. Because it keeps going. Because it's curved. Mm. That's why the Earth is round. What do you mean by the end of the horizon? What would be at the end of the horizon? All right, so there's the horizon. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, that's the end of the horizon. Uh-huh. But as you approach the horizon, it, it extends. It keeps going. So a never-ending never horizon yeah. means that the world is a fucking Jesus. circle. Yeah. So how yeah. do you fly in the fucking air in a circle because you're flying in a circle? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you... There's also a reason why you can't dig from here to China because of the core. There's fucking layers of rocks. Mm. And once... And I... I double dog donut dare all these motherfucking <laughs> earth flat earthers to dig to the fucking course like they all burn in hell. <laughs> then we ain't gotta deal with y'all because that shit don't make sense. Yeah. And they have no valid credentials. Where is your fucking work cited and your M- MLA and all that good stuff? Shit, I had to write that stuff when I was in college. Who's who are you citing? Yeah. What studies? What researches? Where you get your information from? Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so oh, I'm sorry. You're good. So you have a degree in chemistry and you just fucking blew my mind <laughs> and caused my ADD to go into overload. <laughs> <laughs> what is your degree in? Me? Yeah. I'm a psych major. I'm still in college. I'm a psych major with a minor in childhood and family development. Okay. And what are you pursuing? I'm automotive systems technology. So, so you just doing what you got to do to get to where you're trying to go. Yeah. All <laughs> I yeah, get with yeah. you. Yeah, I feel you. Yep, yep. All right. So with your psychology degree, mm-hmm. what are you trying to do? I want to be a school counselor. I have oh, worked. I got to go bigger, man. Why are females <laughs> trying to save the world? Like, what do you mean? All females. Because if we don't fucking save the world, <laughs> who, who the will? fuck is? 
I want to work. I've y'all worked always, with children all my life, basically. Y'all always aim low with the potential. But you that's not. Me, to me, you tell me you got a site. I mean, you could probably look up and end some million dollar shit. But when you well, tell okay. me you got a site degree, I'm expect you to say, "Oh, when I graduate, I'm gonna have like thirty fucking separate buildings where I'm fucking." Well, doing no, all no, this shit, I want to start out. This is what I want to do because I mean. With a psychology degree, it's so the degree. <laughs> it's so broad. Like you have you to keep can, going um, to school, you, um, you know. You can, um, <laughs> and like, so when I start out, obviously I'm gonna have to go back to school after my bachelor's because you can't really do anything with a psychology degree and right. with like with a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. or whatever in psychology. Um, so obviously I'm gonna have to go get my master's, and I want to start out as a school counselor, mm-hmm. and then I want to keep going to school to get my doctorate. I want to do research, and I want to possibly open up my own clinic. It's going to take a lot of time and effort and money, but, like, I feel like if I'm driven, I can do it. My biggest thing, the reason I want to work with children mm-hmm. is because I truly believe in early intervention. Me too. You know, like, you got to start at the beginning, that whatever they're going them, through. Yeah. Exactly, whatever they're going through, no matter how big, how small your role is in their life, you can make that difference. That could change their f- whole future, you know. Yeah, it's too so late that's. <laughs> well, not so that's, that's you know why I want to do what I want to do. But you gotta also look at like people's lives and yeah. the way that they have their lives now mm-hmm. is based off of how they grew up. Exactly. So like you have motherfucking people who are OCD because they had to live in dirty ass houses. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you got kids who are fit as fuck. Because they grew up fat. Then you got... <laughs> just me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't relate. I'm still fat. <laughs> I mean, like, I grew up... I was able to eat whatever I want. Yeah. I obviously struggled with weight. I was bulimic at one point. Then I went to college, and I had access to a gym, and I had access to nutritional classes. I minored in nutrition just so that I could help myself. And... My diet is a lot better. Yeah, I fall off sometimes. But as the most part, compared to how I was eating before and how I'm eating now, it's a whole big fucking change. Yeah. And so, like, that's why when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, I sat there and I fucking loved them because I knew that they were having a hard time. Mm. A lot of them, especially Boys and Girls Club, a lot of them have hard times. So let me ask you, what is bulimia? Bulimia is when you eat and then you you purge, like you throw up. Oh, so shit. you eat, you eat as much as you want, and then you throw it all up because it doesn't count doesn't because it's not you in sick? your. Throwing up makes you sick. Throwing up reverses the peristalsis in your esophagus, weakens your muscles. It, put stomach acid mm. on your teeth, weakens your teeth. It you could fucking blow blood vessels. Mm. Um your stomach you have no food in your system basically. Damn. Okay, I get that. Um what the fuck am I about to ask you? Oh <laughs> your degree. Chemistry? Yeah, what would you plan to do with your degree? I was so originally I was gonna go to pharmacy school. Then I was going to go to dental school. Then it was too late to get out the fucking degree. So I just finished it. Damn. 
Hey, what do you uh plan to apply the degree towards? Or do you want to go back and finish? Yeah, I do want to go back to school and I want to uh, study nutrition. I kind of want to go to the program that ECU had. It's uh, pharmacology and toxicology. (laughs) But like, I gotta find another program that will fit that. Just because I want to study the effects of chemicals. Yeah. in your system and how it affects your behavior your mentality and things like that mm. because if you look at all the different populations and how they think their mentality and why some of them are so successful and why some of them are not it's because of their diet mm. it's because of what they're putting in their system what they're putting themselves around basically so when you can change that science and that environment you can change who you are um, and that's why I wanted to work with kids too, so mm-hmm. I can oh, help them be us. healthy. Yeah, help me be healthy. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, as a kid who was a minority, who didn't have access to a gym, who didn't have access to nutritional information, and I didn't know that, I mean, yeah, I was told I was overweight, but no one ever told me how to not be overweight. And with parents who don't speak English or parents who didn't, you know, just weren't that involved because they didn't know how to be, I never learned anything. I was never, I never had access to those things until I went to college. Mm-hmm. You work with kids, right? Yeah, like Boys you, and Girls Club. Yeah, like you babysit kids and stuff like that. Yeah, so not necessarily babysit, but like we did a lot of other programs with them. Like we did healthy, uh, healthy habits with them. We do like... Um, street smart we do you know a lot of other stuff but i mean i was a weird leader I mean, my kids told me i was weird all the time <laughs> because one shit i ate apples and bananas for a snack and they had chips and whatnot and i would tell them you know i would eat like i would drink like soy milk and almond milk around them and they're like it's my see what are you doing why can't you just drink regular milk like you're so extra and i'm like all these hormones in milk i'm lactose intolerant mm-hmm. this is not good for you type stuff all right before we get out of here i just want to ask both of y'all real quick y'all ain't even got to go on a rant um in your hometowns what is the new york of your country saigon in laos shit i don't even know saigon is the city of it's like ho chi minh city the biggest city yeah it's a lot of money there it's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. I got what? to visit there in 2010 for like a day or two. I didn't want to leave. Because where I was staying with my dad, family was living on dirt floors. Like, mm. villages. That's what I'm talking about. So. And uh, what, what's the full name of this place? Saigon City. Or Ho Chi Minh City. Saigon City, mm-hmm. what? Vietnam. Vietnam. Okay. What, what was yours? Shit, I don't even think Laos has one. I think they just go to Thailand. Thailand? Yeah. Mm. Alright, so... And Thailand's a whole different country. Should we explain being Asian and being a particular type of Asian? Would that help a lot of your listeners understand? Better yeah. instead of asking, are you Chinese or are you Asian? <laughs> you speak Asian is what gets me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, throw throw all your little. All right, so Asia like, is a concept. Asian is not a language. 
Well, we just don't know. That's not Chinese problem. is not even a language. It's either Cantonese or Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah. Um, and those are the languages of China. So you don't speak Chinese. You you can speak Cantonese. You can be Chinese and speak Cantonese or Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Um, Asia is a continent, and within Asia, you have different countries. So you can be Asian and Chinese, um, but you can't be Chinese and Laos unless you had dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. So just like how Africa has little countries, that's exactly how Asia is. So when you approach an Asian person and you're like, are you Chinese or are you Asian? Don't ask that question. That's a dumb question. Rather, just be like, I'm curious as to where are you from? Right. Like, where are your parents from? Where? And when you ask me where I'm from, I'm going to tell you, oh, I was born in Sacramento, California. And you're going to be like, oh, no, where are you from from? Then I'll be like, oh, What's your ethnicity? That's what you asking what's your background. Yeah. But, um, yo, everybody's in pursuit of something. Tell me one good thing and one bad thing about your chemistry degree, one good thing, one bad thing about your psychology degree, and one good thing and one bad thing about <laughs> chasing automotives. Whoever want to go first. Go first. Go. You haven't spoken in a while. I mean, the good thing about automotives is, like, you know, being able being able to like fix people's cars and stuff like that, get it running, and hopefully it lasts a long time and stuff like that, so it doesn't break down like every few months. The bad thing is about automotive, you know, cars and everything in general could be expensive. Yeah. You know, like the cheap parts, even if you put cheap parts in there that don't cost that much, they can break down within like six months to a year. <laughs> yeah. And then when you got like the good parts, they can cost a lot of money, but they can also last for like a few years, which is really good and stuff like that. I just had the New York come out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You New York. I heard it. And uh, real quick, how, how long have you been focused on cars? Oh, uh, about a year now. Total? Yeah, so I got, you wasn't like infatuated with cars as a little kid or nothing like that. No, just, I got I got one more year left, and then I'm done. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay, psychology. Psychology is so broad. Everybody's trying to be a psychology major now. That's. <laughs> I'm going to do my get, podcast for free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's the bad thing because it's hard to get a job with something so broad. Yeah. But that could also be an advantage. But anyways, the good thing is. Like, once you know where you stand in that career path, you can really make a difference. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to end with that. You? Chemistry. (laughs) Shit, as a graduate with the fucking chemistry degree, it has been three plus years, two plus years, since I can't get a fucking job in the fucking career field because I ain't gotten enough experience. Right. Mm. So if you don't have experience or you don't know somebody, you don't suck somebody's dick, you're not getting no fucking job. <laughs> Basically, that's how it is. But the good thing is, is it is broad. So you can get into a more general or a more specific uh, study. So you can mix and match chemistry and nutrition, chemistry and the oil industry, chemistry and the medical industry. So whatever you want to do, I guess. Mm. And this has been my longest episode ever. Because I talk a lot. I'm Me sorry. too. Sorry. I y'all. get really heated. Hey, I am grateful. <laughs> this is a good thing. My last episode was 20 minutes because 
This motherfucker got a bunch of shit he didn't want to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, I'm willing We're to talk. We're open. Yeah, we would like to talk about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Yarr. <laughs> so, I, I know I keep saying we're going to close it out, but I want to ask y'all one last thing. <laughs> y'all, um, y'all era of people of who y'all are in y'all backgrounds is black entertainment that big to y'all like is it that magnified yes okay i think it is so what do you mean by magnified like just like in my era like when i was 19 through 25 that was the 08 through 14 era y'all are like this new wave where i just feel like black entertainment is just Plastered every fucking where yes, in y'all bro. face. The but, fucking Drake, bro. He be fucking. He just came out with a you new You might be on to something. Drake did all this. You might be Woo, right. Woo, Drake, man. <laughs> he just killed that shit today. He came out with a new single and everything, man. So I think yeah, it's it's a lot. To be honest, there is a lot of appropriation. It's. Um, I mean, I it's, it's huge. It's out there. Though. I think it's a yeah, wonderful. That's what I'm saying. That's I, what I'm saying. Think I love it. I love it. It I love is. It too, I mean, I get mad when Asians do it to Black folks, but the thing about that is like, this is the fucking minority, right? Race that They're nobody up. like they were fucking slaves. Mm. Fucking white people hated them for no fucking reason, and you got this big ass race that was looked down upon. And they fucking are doing so amazing. So as a minority Asian, and I see that there is this example, I'm going to grab onto that example. And I'm going to run with it too. Because if I support this one, then later on, if I build my shit up, I can be just as much as they are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, it's a great example for us to look forward to. And that's why when it comes down to it and people Honestly, are like, yeah, it paves the way for other right. minorities. Exactly. That's, that's what does. I think is so it great does. about it. it. I, I fucking yeah. love it. But when, when you have like, when there's obvious appropriating and you don't give credit where credit is due, right. that's where that shit is fucked mm-hmm. up. And that's where it pisses me off. Yeah. And there you have it. Another great episode. Our <laughs> legendary episode. Made something out of nothing. Stop. I appreciate all y'all. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. Sipping drinks and shit. Follow me on Twitter at BeHoffin98. Hey, shout all y'all shit out. Shout it out. Oh, Instagram. Um, at all things underscore Essie. I'm Hoffman 98 with two N's. If I matter, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and that'll be it. We'll holler at you next episode. Peace. Yarr. Bye! Yarr. Can we be the next episode too? <laughs> Shit, can we just have like a topic of conversation we and should, then just dude. have ideas on it? Like, we Shit. should have like, a podcast here like every week. Though. We'll see what it do. Like, when do you get to see how many viewers you get? Huh? When do we get to see how many viewers you get? He's gotta edit it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Look at my eye. It's messed up. I know. I see. (laughs) It takes two weeks. No, it's gonna be two weeks before I put it out. Oh, okay. It it, it takes a while to edit it. Like editing is the worst part. Actually, shit, this will be out next Friday. What? This will be out next Friday. Like editing takes the longest part. Like.
the recording shit and everything is easy, but editing. How would you know? Can we uh, revisit the fake friends conversation though? All right, and that'll do for episode six. I think that is my favorite episode because I finally got to do the roundtable discussion that I always wanted to do. Uh, thanks again to my amazing co-host, Micey, Essie, and Brian. Uh, cool peoples, cool peoples. Tune in next time, and you already know it's going to be litter, 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 more titter. And your boy is rapping, stacking, acting, flashy. I'm out. Peace. Oh, and I got an extra five, six minutes for y'all about fake friends. It was a rant, so I threw it at the end. Choose to listen to it if you want to. Peace. What was the first topic y'all said y'all wanted to get into? Fake friends. Fake friends. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and get into it. Take your shot and speak on it because y'all been bubbling this up for the last <laughs> hour. So just speak on it. Go ahead. Fake friends are a real thing, man. All right, all right. <laughs> so, huh? what is your issue with fake friends? Because you need them in this world to survive. I mean, they definitely make you appreciate those who are always there for you, you know? Like, I don't know. I've just been having an issue lately with people who only show up when they need something from me. You know? That's the world. Let me tell you the least, I mean, one of the craziest things is, they say, is when you're not usable is when you're most worthless in this world. So, take it as a compliment. What was you having to say about fake friends? (laughs) They don't exist in my life because I don't know that shit. How you feel about fake friends? Fake friends, man. I got a lot of fake friends, man. They always be using me for something. They're like, like. They're like, you trying to give me a ride to this place so we can get fucked up? I'm like, nah, bro, I can't. But I thought you were 17. I'm gonna be 18 soon, No, stop. <laughs> anyway, 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 no, man. Like, I'll be so hurt sometimes because, like, these fucking fake friends, like, I'll be seeing them on Snapchat or whatever. They'll be going out with my other friends, whatever, having a good time. And next you know, I don't even get an invite. I'm like, yo, where, where, where where's my invite? You know what I mean? I do get you're a little salty. I, I was a little salty, yeah. Because it's like, you put out, every single time you do something, you're, like, inviting someone. You know, right. regardless if they're going right. to say yes or no. But you, it's still a nice <clears throat> gesture to be invited to some shit and when that invite doesn't happen speaking of it's kind of like yo and then when they need you right right after they didn't invite you it's like oh now you want to be my friend now you know what my number is exactly all right so speaking of invites i have my 21st birthday back in february right and we had a little get together here at the at the crib (laughs) <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I transferred colleges right after my um, sophomore year. From what college? Gardner Webb University. Oh, my mama graduated from there. Really? That's she got awesome. A master's. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. How did she make it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> that shit is expensive. Oh Damn. my gosh. Talk. Anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> so I had made a close group of like close knit group of friends, right? And we went through, like, the best of times and the worst of times together. We thought 
at least I did, I thought we were going to be friends for like ever, ever, you know? So I transferred, not as close with them in distance or relationship wise, whatever, but we still like get together when we can. And I thought that my birthday would be a great opportunity for them to come see me, hang out, all of us be in the same place at one time, you know, catch up and everything. Um, some of my friends that I invited that I'm not even that close with made it out for my birthday. There was this one friend. We're going to call her Samantha because I ain't got no friends named Samantha, okay? <laughs> so she is from a little small town near Winston-Salem. She ended up transferring out of Gardner-Webb a little bit after I did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we were keeping in touch, Snapchatting, texting, checking up on each other, and I had invited her to my 21st birthday, obviously. She said she was going to come, mm-hmm. okay? And then tell me why, like the week before the party or whatever, she messages me and she's like, um, you know, I've just been praying a lot. And <laughs> I just don't think that I should be around alcohol right now. It's like immoral and all this and that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was there for your 21st birthday and you drank until you got sick. Like what so i was a little confused but you know what i was just like whatever and the thing is like yes she is from a little bit further away so if it was a far far drive for her and she didn't want to make it she could have just told me that you know what i'm saying like uh, i don't know how i feel about driving all that way by myself that are not like be upfront with me be honest like i appreciate that shit what was uh and then was this on the weekend it was. On, yeah, it was. Oh, she had some weekend, dude. That's why she wasn't trying to get up. And it then was, tell me why I just saw her at somebody else's 21st birthday. And then she went to a bar afterwards. So I was just like, like, after she pulled that song with my birthday, I already, like, kind of distanced myself. And when she wished me happy birthday on my on the day or whatever, all I said was thanks. Like, I didn't have nothing else to say to her. And... It was already kind of like a, okay, I know where we stand now, mm-hmm. you know, after that. Because I thought we were really close friends. Like, we told each other, we told each other everything. And whatever we went through, we called each other up, caught each other up, and then, like, talked about it for hours and hours on the phone. Like, we cried and all this and made each other laugh and all that. And then for her to do that and then tell me alcohol is immoral and then a couple weeks later I she's in a fucking bar like that was just really annoying because she made me feel like a bad person for wanting to celebrate my 21st birthday you know when i celebrated her 21st birthday with her yeah and so i know it seems kind of petty and like immature right now but it's the principle of the fact that like i was there for her through everything you know yeah so, so how long yeah so so what happened what, what was the did in the story i don't talk to her no more and this is the uh, more uh, you know new friends. No new friends. Yeah. I have new friends now. Oh, it's I kind took of... the old one out. The look is starting to kick in. I've kind of forgot the. Oh. Whole <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this whole topic. I just kept thinking <laughs> no new friends by Drake for some reason. Oh. But um, I was gonna ask y'all. Just be real with me. That's all. Oh uh, yeah, motherfuckers fake. Yeah. 